the tagline is let the accessories speak for you. So yes. I knew I wanted them to say something and there are all these things that we want to say, but we're, but we're afraid. So like mm-hmm. we're pent up, you know, our emotions are pent up. People don't process their emotions. People don't unpack their emotions a lot of times. Welcome to Bad Is With Business. I'm your host, Maloran Hodge. Come with me on a journey as I create a space to chat with Black women about their aspirations, struggles, and learnings within business. Learn and grow as we talk about how being a baddie and business go hand in hand. So baddie, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my name is Jaree Ogden. Um, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. I live in D.C. now. I came to D.C. to go to Howard University and pretty much stayed. Um, took a brief break where I got an opportunity to teach in Abu Dhabi and in Houston. And then I came back to D.C. to work for an educational nonprofit. So I was a classroom teacher for several years. And now I work in the educational nonprofit space. I didn't know you were from Pittsburgh. Yeah, born and raised. Go Steelers. Black and yes. yellow, black and yellow. Hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, my family has been in Western Pennsylvania for forever. I mean, outside of like slavery coming from South Carolina to Western Pennsylvania, my family has lived in Western Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and, you know, that area forever, for generations at this point. Right. Yes, we know we <laughs> can go on back to the roots, but we're here to talk about. Pinned up emotions. Yes. Pinned up emotions? Pinned up buttons for your emotions. Mm. It's like a whole big name. <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit more about pinned up buttons for your emotions. Yeah. So I started pinned up um, November 1st. We launched. And funny enough, I had this idea kind of swirling in my head for about I would say a month or so. And I was sitting at my, I was sitting at work and I leaned over to our mutual friend, Latonia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I want to do this button thing. And then I kind of put it off to the side and then it came back around like maybe a year, a year later. And I texted her and she was like, girl, if you don't do these buttons. And I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to do the buttons. And, you know, and I had watched her and I had watched her do all this thing with all these things with the journey. And I had been there supporting that. And mm-hmm you know, helping her with her ideas and just all of that. And I was like, I I can do this. Like I have this in me. And it really was for me, um, an opportunity to kind of quote unquote, share my message. Like Mm -hmm. as an educator, I have always had a lot to say, even before I was an educator, let's be honest. I've always had a lot to say about a variety of different things. And whether it was education, politics, dance, music, art, like I've always had these different interests and like, how do I express that while also being a teacher or being a sister or whatever box someone has put me into. Right. So for pinned up, it was just, it was literally let the accessory speak for you. Mm -hmm. So I just came up with like a few different messages that I wanted to put on buttons and I released those first four and, um, equity isn't a buzzword was something I had been saying for years. And I was like, guys, like I work in education nonprofit, like I'm around educators all the time. We need to know this. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you work a nine to five, you got to tell some people sometimes not today. And that was kind of how the second one came around. And, you yeah. know, the different <laughs> sayings that I was saying anyway. And people were always like, oh, Jaree. And I was like, you need to wear this. Like mm-hmm. this needs to be a part of your lexicon. And that was how 
pinned up, started. So November 1st, 2019, we launched. Look at that. Look, look at that. <laughs> November 1st, not that long ago. It seems like forever because, you know, yeah. we've been in a pandemic since the beginning of time. <laughs> so... So before you started pinned up, did you wear buttons? Did you have like a collection of accessories? Like how did you decide on the button? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wore buttons. I was, I, I, I collect buttons. I'm a button collector myself. Um, so I think that was kind of like, I was like, oh, I like these like small messages that you can send without having to wear, like, I'm not really into like uh, shirts with words on them. Mm -hmm. So if I have on like a, you know, a classic blue jean jacket, I can still kind of say what I want to say in this message. So a lot of my buttons honestly were around education stuff, like things like that, because it was, it, they were conversation starters. So my students right. ask me, oh, well, what's that, that black fist? And I would I'm teaching third, fourth, and fifth graders about the Black Power movement and all, you know. So um, I'd always use buttons as kind of like statement pieces and mm -hmm. a more simple dress when I'm in the like at work. Because outside right. of work, I do, I wear patterns, I wear colors, and I'm more um, expressive. But I found that like as a classroom teacher and even somewhat now working a norm, quote unquote, normal mm -hmm. nine to five, I dress a little bit more simple so to speak so buttons are a way to kind of still express myself yeah and buttons you can uh use that to express yourselves in a myriad of ways so like mm -hmm. if you're at a conference it can go on like your little lanyard mm -hmm. um that was the only one that popped in my head <laughs> but you know yeah. you could just take them and move them and i think there's something awkward about like reading someone's shirt sometimes right <laughs> Like, I'm not checking you out. I'm just trying to see what your shirt says. Sorry. <laughs> and they're like, what is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then if it's something that you don't really care about, you're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. Um, so what learnings have you had since um, launching on November 1st, but even before you got to that point and really thinking about it and cultivating this idea? I think before I got to the point, I did a lot of research around what did I want my brand to look like? Like okay. what, what was that going to be? So there was a lot of scrolling on Instagram of like brands that I liked or um, products that were in the same business that I was going to be in. And like, what, how, what did that look like? Were they, you know, often using a color throughout all of their pictures or how simple was their website to navigate? So I did, I did quite, once I kind of was like, I'm going to do this. I spent some time, a few weeks, really looking around at other people's websites and Instagrams. And I knew that was kind of going to be my main focus of where I got my business from. Um, so it was important to me that it had a good look visually. And then I think for the second part, which has kind of been what I've been learning throughout this time, is outside of buttons, what do I want pinned up to stand for? And what does mm. that look like as an educator, as an activist, as a facilitator, as a writer? What does how does pinned up fit into like my own personal brand and beliefs and around that it's like, well, I believe that, you know, pinned up is this place where people are able to process their emotions and um, affirm themselves and say what they want to say. So does that look like a self-care journal? Mm -hmm. Maybe. And just uh, people who don't want to wear pins, does that look like me doing a set of stickers? possibly. So where are some areas that I'm going to expand into is kind of the learning that I'm doing right now. And um, so I have some, some learnings that I'm pulling from that, but I want to go back to pinned up. So can you talk more about how you arrived on the name? 
Yeah. So I came up with the name because I'm super corny and I love like silly stuff. So I said pinned up instead of pent up. Get it? Right. And I, everyone was like, oh, yes, we get it, Jury. And I was like, but do you get it? Like it's like, <laughs> so that was really how I came up because I knew I wanted it. To, I wanted the pens to be statement pieces. The tagline is let the accessory speak for you. So yes. I knew I wanted them to say something. And there are all these things that we want to say, but we're, but we're afraid. So like mm-hmm. we're pent up, you know, our emotions are pent up. People don't process their emotions. People don't unpack their emotions. A lot of times, um, as a, as, as a black woman, you're often told what emotions you're allowed to have, which are angry, sassy, Hello. Uh, sensual, and you know, so what does that mean, um, in this space? So really that was, that was how I was like, Oh, like a pin button pent up and it just mm-hmm. kind of was like a word play and it all just came together. So pinned up buttons for your emotions. I really like that. Um, okay. So once you said, I'm about to do this, mm-hmm. let's get some buttons popping. You see what I did? Don't you have to pop? Yeah. It in there? <laughs> <laughs> and then you started to do that research. So really unpacking that a little bit. And I think that's important because oftentimes people are like, I'm going to do it. But then they're like, I'm going to do it. And then just like, it's done. As opposed to, I'm going to do it. Let me survey the landscape. Let me understand. And I like that you took a framework of not necessarily the product, but just like the marketing that surrounds the product because you already knew what you wanted to do. So so what was the reason for starting with like marketing and how you wanted that platform to look? Well, so I think about it like this. Buttons are common. Like people mm-hmm. sell buttons, people sell pins. Like that's a thing that people are doing. And it's a very, um, it's not necessarily an oversaturated market, but it's, you can go on Etsy, you can go on, you know, Instagram and see all sorts of buttons, see all sorts of messages. So what was going to make pinned up different? Mm -hmm. So for me, I didn't, I knew I wanted to do buttons because I wanted it to be simple. I wanted it to be affordable. And sometimes enamel pins can get a little expensive and the, the, um, the process to make them takes longer and all that sort of thing. So I'm like thinking about, okay, I'm balancing a nine to five. I also have a consulting firm that I run on my own, but I also want to start this business too. Um, And what does this look like? So for me, it was those sorts of things all together was how I came around the marketing. So I was, okay, I know I'm going to do buttons. I've landed on that. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you can go on Etsy and get all sorts of buttons. So what was going to make my situation different. Like people go to Comic-Con and have all sorts of button displays. And I was like, okay, that's not quite, that's not my area. I'm not trying to do Marvel. I'm not trying to do, you know, these popular cartoon pop culture buttons. I wanted something about messaging and statements and expression. And it just kind of all came together in that way. Yeah. I... I love the message behind it because it's not just like, I want to do it because I want to wear more buttons and more people need to wear my button. It's like, no, what do the people need? Mm -hmm. Um, What am I learning from like what's currently out there, but also from what I'm hearing from people Mm -hmm. to be able to create something that they want? What do you feel like have been some of the challenges that you faced thus far? And I know you're still um, new in the game, but I imagine there there have been some challenges. So would love to hear more about those. And then also some of the things that have been downright hard in just getting a second side hustle like off the ground in the midst of a nine to five. So I think the challenge, part of the challenge has been the nine to five, mm-hmm. right? So um, 
I work, my job, I would say it's pretty demanding. Like I work in educator engagement and I'm very passionate about the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And teachers have a certain mindset of never saying no. So my nine to five doesn't stop at five. And what does that look like? Um, but also being able to feed my own personal passions, right? So I think that has been the balance is when I come home from work, I had to be dedicated when we were still going to the office, right? Mm-hmm. I had to be dedicated to, okay, I just put in eight hours for someone else's dream. Now I have to dedicate at least one to two for my own. Um, So really balancing that has been a challenge. It's gotten much better. And I think working from home now has just created a different environment for people in general. Um, So the work-life balance is kind of balanced (laughs) this time around in life. Um, But I think also another challenge has just been, you know, this idea around expectations for people. Mm -hmm. And again, as an educator, I've always been everyone else's biggest cheerleader. And I say this like in the about me section of pinned up. And I say that, you know, it was a time, it was a chance for me to take a chance on me and be my own biggest cheerleader. And it's the physical manifestation of me doing what I want to do for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So the challenge has been just because I liked their profile and I followed their Instagram or I bought something from them doesn't mean that they're going to buy something from me. Right. Right. Or, you know, my, my friends on Facebook, everyone's not going to share your, your product and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So it's just balancing your expectations for people because you'll see the different, you know, Instagram memes that come up and they're like, support costs nothing like your friends, you know, picture on Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a a fair sentiment. But at the same time, I can't force people to support this because I'm going to do it regardless. Mm -hmm. So just my expectation for people has kind of, I've had to like manage that. So to say, I love this piece around expectations and how you're thinking about it as far as like managing the expectations that not everyone is going to like it and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like for some people, they have the expectations like, oh, you're my friend, you're going to like this. And it's like, maybe it's not meant for them. Maybe they're not part of your target like audience or clientele and that's okay. Maybe they'll come around, maybe not, but just like be okay with They may not want to wear the button. Maybe the best thing they can do is share with someone who might want that. And so I think that's really powerful that you speak to expectations like that. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, it's something, I mean, I think it's kind of like a theme throughout my life in general, but just has Mm -hmm. been magnified with this business is that you have to manage your expectations for people and that people are going to do what they want to do for and with you. And you have to then decide, are you okay with that level of engagement? Right. Right. I want to get to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull a couple things together that I hear you saying. And, you know, at Baddies with Business, we're all about manifesting things. So we're, we're going to get to that place. So I want you to marinate on that real quick, but I'm going to get you there. So you talked about pinned up and you just started as buttons and you wanted to really think about like what the platform looks like. Mm-hmm. But then you also mentioned this piece around balance because You have a nine to five, you have a consulting company, and then you have the uh, pinned up. And so I'm curious to know, in thinking about some things you want to manifest in this moment for the next two to three years with pinned up, or just where you, Jerry, like where you want to be, where do you see yourself and how can the community of baddies help you get there? Mm, That's good. I see myself 
I don't ever see myself not working a nine to five. I think some people get into business for themselves and are like, this is going to be the business that retires me mm-hmm. from my nine to five. And I love working in education. I love working with teachers. So I don't ever see that stopping. Um, but what I do see is that pinned up is in a place where it kind of just people know enough about it to go get their buttons if they want them. I'm not always in this hustle of getting new followers, getting new customers, getting right. new you know, clientele, but it's like, Oh, I want a button. Let me see what pinned up dropped this week. People already know to come and see what we have going on. Um, because we're, we're brand recognizable in that way. So that's kind of what I see. And then also I want, I want like someone that I admire or Mm -hmm. someone that is like, yeah, someone that I admire to wear one of my buttons at something big. Mm-hmm. People are like, like, I'm trying to be on what does she wear? You know, who are you wearing? Oh, well, I have, you know, something like that where it's like, oh, okay, what's this pinned up? And so that would be, that would be amazing. Yeah. Like, Kimberly Crenshaw got this say her name button for me. I Hello. would, <laughs> like, I would be amazed. I hope you're listening. I know. we got a button for you. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned um, just some of the opportunities outside of buttons. So do you want to manifest those things in the space right now as well? I know you talked about journals. I know you talked about this creative space. I definitely am going to have a, a journal where people are able to process their emotions with the guidance of this, this journal. And I think that also creates a space where pinned up is seen more, more than just an accessory, but a community where people are able to have conversations and um, engage in ways that may sometimes be hard, may be Uh joyful, may be challenging, but that they know it's a safe place to process their emotions and things that they're thinking about and what is going on. So I definitely want to create an online community and an in-person one where you can have those conversations for sure. Yeah. And in thinking about, I'm going to jump back to like, we, we went to two to three. Now we're, we're back in 2020 in the pandemic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you decide on the words or the theme of the button? Excellent question. I get this often. <laughs> so, cause people will say, you know what you should put on a button. I got a button idea for your people. I mean, all the time. So it's funny because before the pandemic happened, I was actually going to do a contest where people could submit their ideas Mm -hmm. and do a special friends and family collection. And that was going to be a thing. And I kind of shifted gears once the pandemic happened. And then, um, with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and some of these other tragic moments, I kind of shifted gears because of that. But really I come up with the buttons, um, based on really what's going on, like in my own mind and like, how do I, so for example, the first four were actual things that I always say, or Mm -hmm. the first three, the first, the one was the logo. And then the first three were saying, so when people are like, Oh, Jerry, thank you so much for the, I always respond with, I do what I can, Uh but do what you can was a button. Right. Um, not today or tomorrow. I, I don't got, I don't have it today or tomorrow. That was something I, that's something I actually say isn't a buzzword, which we talked about. So those three were for sure going to be the first. Yeah. And then from there, what did I want pinned up to be about? So the ode to self-care came next. And like, what does that look like? Um, Proud third generation HBCU graduate. So I had to do a collection around that, you know, Um, what does it mean to be a black entrepreneur? I had to do a collection around that as an educator, 
Okay, so now we're going to talk about what it means to be an educator activist. And then now we're in this moment where Black women need to be amplified, need to be elevated, need to be loved on. So I had to do this collection. So it kind of is like, what what's going on in my life? What do I stand for as a person? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how do I make those connections? Because other people are like responding to it, like, oh yeah, like I believe in buying black too. So let me go ahead and get that. But you know, so right. that's kind of just, it's really honestly, it just comes organically though. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I do get many, many, many people. You should put down the button, you know, oh, and I got y'all. <laughs> We're going to do a contest. Yes. Got y'all. We're going to do a friends and family, mm-hmm. make a collection. People are going to get the vote on sayings. And then we're going to put out a collection of like the top four or five. And it's going to be great. <laughs> Yes. And for folks who want to do wholesale, do you do wholesale custom buttons? I do. So folks who have an opportunity to do wholesale custom buttons, whether it's for um, your business. I've done a set for um, Cap Alpha Size Silver Spring Alumni Chapter wanted a set. Um, I just did a set for a young lady who's hosting a professional development and she wanted a particular. So I do do custom buttons. You got to order at least 25, but (laughs) I do Mm -hmm. do custom buttons, which have been, um, I'm in talks with someone who wants one for a bridal shower. So it can be as simple as just for your group of friends, or it can be something for your own business that you want them to be a stocking stuffer or that sort of thing. So yes, that is an opportunity for people to get their own message on Mm -hmm. their own button. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I took advantage of that opportunity, y'all. And I got bags with business on buttons. So they are coming soon and they are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, so would love to know, are there any words of advice that you would give to aspiring baddies mm-hmm. who are thinking about an idea? Maybe you in July, 2019, you November 2019, or you right now, what are some words of advice that you would give to baddies out there? My first word of advice is going to be, you can do it. So I think that, you know, people have these ideas and they're like, oh, but someone else sells t-shirts or someone else sells whatever. When you go to the grocery store, there are millions of opportunities for bread. Right. So you can do your idea. That's my first piece of advice. My second piece of advice is be patient with yourself. Mm. And I'm talking to myself right now also because I have this goal of this set number of followers I'm trying to get on Instagram and I'm Mm -hmm. like, why isn't it happening? But I have to be patient with myself because it's going to come. And then lastly, I want to say, think about the difference between a customer and a client. Mm. And is that distinction important to you? So for me, the client is someone who comes back consistently. They bought every collection from me. They like every post. They share my stuff. A customer is still just as important, but they might only get this one button because they liked it. But Mm -hmm. how do you change your customers to clients? Mm -hmm. And what does that process look like? And how do you ensure that you're patient throughout that process? Yes. They're going to go from customer to client, and then they're going to also be loyal Mm -hmm. and continue to share and be a cheerleader and all those things. So I really love those pieces of advice. Where can we find you on social media and on the web? You can find me on Instagram at Pinned Up Emotions, and you can find me on our website at pinnedupemotions.com. And do you have any closing baddie tips that you might put on a button for the baddies? Stay bad always. Hello. (laughs) Okay. You know, and just, I would say, do you, don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Like, I have a friend who has said to me, and he said it in a joking way, but this has been, it was a word and he didn't even know. When you stay in your lane, there is no traffic. 
baddies, friends. Thank you for joining another episode of Baddies with Business. For more details about today's feature baddie, check out the episode description box. I have included her um, social media accounts and also ways that you can stay up to date on all things baddies with business. If you're a baddie with a business or aspiring business and want to chat, I want to hear from you. You can contact me at baddieswithbusiness at gmail.com. If you want to support Baddies with Business and join the growing community of friends, consider joining the Baddies with Business Patreon community. The link for that is also in the description box. In closing, here's a word from the Lord, Audrey Lord. When we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcome. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak. Be bad. Be bold. Be a baddie.